Hello fans of Central Coast Mariners and welcome back to the Coast Watch Football Podcast. My name is Lockie and we are here to talk all things Mariners. And thanks so much everyone for checking out last week's episode, the first podcast back for the new season. And we did an off-season recap going over the biggest stories from the week. And it was just thanks so much for all the, the support and the kind words. Um, now that the podcast is back and in video form on the YouTube channel, Coast Watch Football YouTube channel, there's going to be plenty of activity there over the coming season. And uh, this episode is going to be exciting because we're going to be reliving, we're going to be reliving some some of the best memories, some of the best moments from last season, the 2021 A League season, where the Mariners. We're certainly overachievers. I mean, again, it was a season where people had predicted us to finish bottom of the ladder and it was anything but that. It was a fantastic season. And to think that we finished, you know, in third place, made it all the way to the finals, didn't quite finish the way we wanted to, but um, incredible achievement nonetheless. So we're going to be going over some of the the best moments, the top five. I've nailed it down to, to, to five and we'd love to hear your guys' favorite moments from, um, from the past season. So make sure you jump to the comment section, whether you're watching here on YouTube or, or any Anywhere on the social platforms and of course coast watch football now available on all the different social media platforms in the description of this podcast you can go ahead and jump on twitter tiktok we're on tiktok now which is which is cool and uh facebook instagram just about everywhere and of course the podcast available on all the podcast platforms but we're going to get started straight into the news from the past week involving the mariners and some exciting news a uh, a new kit supplier has been announced it's paladin sports and an Australian company. They started on the northern beaches. And, um, I mean, this is exciting because they released, they released like a little snippet of, of, of some of the stuff, like a little bit of like a teaser post. And it was interesting. There's like a photo of um, Ollie Bazanik in, in like a navy blue kit. And like when I well, it was, I don't think it's the official kit, but when I saw it, I was like, that looks like it could be an official kit, but I think it's just a training jersey. I mean, they went on to say the the actual, you know, official kit will be released in the coming weeks. So we'll keep an eye out for that. But exciting stuff. Um, it's always is always it's always interesting to see what a new kit supplier does in terms of whether they do something bold. Throwback to the palm tree jersey. Um, so we'll wait and see. But it, I mean, it ends a five year association with Umbro, who. A com- are a company who had who created some really nice Mariners kits over the years. Um, the one I was wearing in uh, yeah I was wearing it in last week's podcast. That sort of it was yellow, but it was like a really sort of it wasn't like fluoro, but it was like one of the brightest sort of shades of yellow we've ever had. And I had like the navy strips on like the, the sides. Dope kit, dope kit. That was probably probably my favorite Mariners kit of all time. And I love wearing it to a lot of the games, but um. But a lot of really good Umbra, Umbra kits. So that, that'll actually be another podcast we could probably do coming up or maybe a video talking about some of the best Mariners kits of all time. Um, but make sure you keep an eye out on the on the Mariners socials and, and, and I'll make sure I share it around on the Coast Watch football socials as soon as the official kit comes out and, and, and uh, becomes announced. And uh, I've been hearing some talk that it's going to be like predominantly Navy. I don't know. So we'll have to wait and see. And, you know, we have had in the, that in the past, you think a couple of years ago, had sort of the stripes and which was like predominantly navy all over, just sort of like the yellow stripes. So we'll see. Um, Dan Bowman. We're going to talk about Dan Bowman next. Now, this is an, inter- an interesting one because um, it's, uh, as we mentioned, uh, as I mentioned on the socials, sort of talking about the squad for the upcoming season, Dan Bowman not re-signed. He was just signed on a one-year deal and haven't heard anything about a re-signing. Um, as far as I know, he hasn't been training with the squad. But... Uh, shout out to Cooper, shout out to Cooper, follower of, of Coast Watch Football, who, who brought this to my attention that um, it was it was Zion's Zion sport, sports management on Instagram shared this post who are apparently, they look after a lot of the sort of, you know, the, the agency that looks after a lot of uh, Mariners players and a lot of A-League players. 
put up a post. This was just last Sunday night, just a couple of days ago from the release of this podcast. Um, basically, it was a photo of Dan Bowman, and and in the description was like it said something along along the lines of you know looking forward to the new season, tagging Dan Bowman, tagging the Mariners, and. It was just post, and it's like an official, like it's their official Instagram page. So uh, massive hinting that potentially we will see Dan Bowman resigning. Uh, so thanks, Cooper, for, for, for bringing that to my attention on the Zon um, Sports Management Instagram page. So uh, this is good because because I, I was hoping someone like him would resign. And, I'm, and I know a lot of fans, you know, both him and Jaden Casella, who was sort of, I guess, were sort of playing as our backup wingers predominantly last season. Uh, two players who I felt like had way, way much more to offer. And, you know, they're both young, they're both exciting, they're both fast. Um, unfortunately, Bowman didn't get a goal last year, which is kind of crazy, right, to think that he was involved so much, but Dan Bowman never got on the score sheet. Of course, provided some great assists, of course, that that, that assist for Alu Kowal's second goal in that Western United game early on in the season, that beautiful sort of like early cross. Um, so Dan Bowman, interesting one. A little bit of a exclusive news scoop, sort of. But um, we'll keep an eye out for that, of course, as well. But hopefully he'll uh, be rejoining the side. Um, and as well, there's been a five-year agreement between the PFA and the APL to create world a world-class workplace uh, for the A-League and W-League. So I'll rattle off a couple of things that they mentioned in sort of the, in the, in the news story that broke a few days ago. So a 61% increase of the W-League salary cap, salary cap floor over... Um, the next five years and of course as we announced on the podcast well chatted about the podcast last week the Mariners will be joining the W League um, in the coming years increase in the A-League salary cap with the salary cap aiming to reach 2.6 million in the next three years better quality training facilities travel accommodation you know all this sort of stuff is is I think is really really good for the competition the introduction of two designated players allowing clubs to invest between 300,000 and 600,000 in players whose salaries will be excluded from the A-League salary cap while maintaining other exemptions such as marquee players and as well an increase in A-League and W-League minimum wages so i mean Overall, sounds like good news, and and it's ultimately, it, uh, it sounds like it's going to be you know a, a good thing, a good thing for the competition, especially in a time where, you know, the competition and a lot of clubs have been struggling financially, and uh, this sort of provides a bit of security, and you know it wasn't that long ago where of course if you think back to, what was it like six months ago now is or something like that where. There was the talk of you know Mariners moving to North Sydney again, and and the whole Manchester United debacle, where well not really debacle, but it was more of just a rumor than anything actually, because it obviously never came to fruition. But you know, the, as Mariners fans, as being a small club, there's always a little bit of sort of uh, nervousness around that sort of thing and, and financial situations and, and the owners, the owner situation and all that sort of thing. So. Um, overall, from an A League point of view, this sounds like good news and and great to see some sort of you know to create as they say that world-class work workplace you know we want to be we want to be treating our league like it is you know it, i mean it is it's a professional league and we want to treat it as such as well so big news there for the a league as well all um all fans of all clubs um considered so um those are the biggest news stories from the past week in terms of in terms of the mariners and uh, we'll be keeping an eye of course on the ffa cup which is starting um it's actually tonight from the release of this podcast on tuesday uh brisbane raw are kicking off the ffa cup against peninsula power and uh, I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens in terms of the Mariners and the FFA 
Cup. A lot of the New South, well, basically everyone else, and and in the FA Cup and as well with the A League, some some talk of it of the A League sort of getting pushed back in terms of kickoff as well. Obviously, nothing concrete yet, um, but. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone would be surprised to see, you know, both the FFA Cup and I mean, the FFA Cup has already been pushed back, but the A-League to be pushed back too. Um, we'll certainly keep an eye out for that one as well. Um, but let's jump straight into our main topic of discussion for today, which is some of the biggest moments, um, the best moments from the past season. And uh, yeah, we're taking a trip down memory lane. So um, there's been, there was so much positivity around last season, with the Mariners on and off the field, you know, fans were coming back and, and the performances on the field were, you know, just as good as we've ever seen, you know, here on the Central Coast. And again, we've, we've spoken a bit about Alan Stadjic and his impact as well and how he managed to get the best out of so many of these players and the team playing cohesively and playing with, you know, I mean, the biggest thing for me is the mentality of the side, you know, last year, the mentality to you know, keep fighting, keep pushing. We were winning games. We were winning games where last, in the last, you know, four or five years, we were just losing. We would just fade away, fade away in that second half. And we were coming back and we we're fighting and we we're winning. And, you know, I'm going to be talking about some of those games specifically in my top five moments. Um, so let's jump into it right now. We're going to talk about number five. So talking about number five um, is my, for me, at number five, is the 2-0 away win. Early on in the season, it was round four away to the champions, Sydney FC. And this, this for me was, was a sign of intent for the Mariners, you know, round four, you know, we obviously won the, the F3 Derby in, in the opening week, uh, won away to MacArthur, which was a, that was a great game. Um, had a, had a stumbling block there when we lost, um, was it Wellington or, you know, it was Wanderers, it was Wanderers. We lost to Wanderers. Um, in round three, round three we lost, but then round four to, to, to go to Sydney FC, which you know is a game that is, is a difficult um, is a difficult test for anyone. And the key thing with that performance was our incredible defensive solidarity, and it was it was a sign that you know especially the centre back pairing, which hadn't necessarily. You know, going heading into the season, we were a little bit concerned, you know, no, no disrespect to the players, but with Kai Rolls and Ron Tongik at the center of defense, a little bit of concern around how they were going to go, you know, sitting in that position for the whole season. And that game was, was a represent, was, that game showed fans that, that they had what it takes to, to be a center back pairing for a successful side in the A-League. And we scored, you know, the, the goals that we scored were sort of on the counter, just breaking away. And that was the thing as well. Our, our counterattack last season was just such a key part of our game. And so many goals, so many good goals came from, came from the counterattack. And, you know, Alu Kowal's second goal there to secure that second goal, that, that, that was a really, when we went 2-0 up there, it was, even though there was still a little bit of time left in the game, you had the feeling, it's like, man, like we've got this. We're in control here. We're def- we've been defending for the entire game. You know, we've, we've grabbed two goals and, and when we ended up keeping a clean sheet 
a fantastic game. And um, again, great support from the Mariners fans heading down there to um, to Jubilee. So that's that comes in at number five um, for me, just because of how it set the tone for how the rest of the season was going to pan out um, early on in the season there. Um, number four is the 2-0 home win to Western United, of course, which was the final regular game, uh, regular season game for this season to secure our place in the finals. And of course, we were playing finals, but... If you remember, towards the back end of that season, we were losing games here and there. Um, you know, we'd lost just the previous game to Newcastle Jets, and uh, that was a disappointing game. And then, you know, to, to it was important that we got a positive result heading to the heading into the finals. And we, I think, we were confident we were going to do that against against Western United. But there was a real sort of, you know, there was a vibe around the stadium. It's it's everyone knew obviously what was going on and. It, it would have been a great way to sort of build the excitement for the for the next for the following week for for the home final, you know, to get a win there. And you know that that late goal, I, I love that late goal. You know, Jing Reese getting up the field, of course, Jing Reese. It's, it's crazy to think how he's how he was sort of he barely featured in the A League side, um, and he's already got his secured his move over, overseas. But was involved in that build up, and then Marco Renia finishing it off as well. So it's um. The the thing the thing for me with that game is that the, it was the cheer. It was like the roar of the fans at the full-time whistle was just like that. That The vibe around the stadium then was, was something that we hadn't felt in ages. And, you know, same thing with um, with the final. It was There was an atmosphere and there was an excitement amongst the fans, you know. This wasn't just, oh, you know, we're just going to another Mariners game. And, you know, obviously in, pre- in previous seasons it's been a bit of a slog. And there hasn't necessarily been that much optimism around, um, you know, how we were going to go for a season or for a particular game. But this was, yeah, this was different. This was different. And we haven't felt this way since, what, 2012, 2013, um, 2014. So it's, especially the fact that it's been that long too, you don't often see A-League sides sort of, drop away from the finals for such a long period of time you know usually we see sides you know will sort of drop down a bit and might bounce back after a few years um but we've been struggling for a long long time and uh to secure that final spot that home final was massive and you know it obviously led to a, a great deal of optimism heading into that heading into that home final against macarthur um, of course, that home final isn't isn't going on the top five moments, even though it was an exciting um, an exciting time that that build up week for the final. Um, unfortunately, the game didn't go as 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 we had hoped it would, but hopefully we revisit that feeling at the end of the 2021-22 season to secure another, um, hopefully another home final would be awesome. So um, just a great feeling, a great feeling around Sedge Coast Stadium and, and to get it buzzing buzzing again and get fans back in the stadium. That's um, that's all we really want, isn't it? Um, number three for me, number three is a specific goal that was scored in a specific moment. And it's interesting because I've put it number three, but for me personally, I don't remember celebrating a goal more vigorously and i'm talking about matthew hatch's debut goal in the pink round against uh against macarthur fc at home this this was nuts man and i don't like i think people should be freaking out more about it like he's a coasty lad 
it's it, he was sort of in and around the squad. He was sort of on the bench on the on the bench here and there for some games. Wasn't really getting any play time in the, in the first team squad. And you know this MacArthur game, he was thrown on late. You know we were already up one nil, and uh, you know he, he came on. I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, cool. You know Matt Hatch making appearance, good on him. Like this is his debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know I was watching him, and it was interesting because I think I can't I can't remember exactly what position he was playing. I think he was playing up front or something, or maybe in one of the wide positions. But um, we had a throw in. We had a throw in sort of in the in the final third. And the ball sort of just came came through to him, was passed through to him. I was like, oh, my God, like Hatchie's in here. Like he's got space and he finished. And, dear, I remember celebrating so hard in the stadium. <laughs> and it was, fun. it was funny because I was with a friend who is like just like a casual Mariners fan and I was like freaking out. And I was like, oh, my God, he's done it. And they were like so confused because they didn't know like obviously the context around the fact that he's never touched a ball in the A-League before. So to see... And I think I think it's the record for the fastest A League goal on de- on debut, right? It's uh, that was it was just insane. It was just electric, and um, it, you know, so good to see Matty Hatch, a, a player who's he's uh, you know been involved in the youth system, and, and I reckon he'll be getting some more game time this year for sure. Especially obviously with Monty, you know, knowing him well from the youth sides as well. It's uh, he's a player who has a lot of potential and, you know, showed glimpses here and there. Unfortunately, he didn't really get many other opportunities after that as well. Um, just the occasional substitute appearance. But man, what a moment. That was such an exciting moment for me. So a number three, Matt Hatch's debut goal for the Mariners in that pink round game against MacArthur. Man, um, we're down to the number two now. And uh, the top, sorry, we're down to the top two now. And these, these top two games were games that were incredibly the, defined this season. And it's funnily enough, these, these are two games that sort of happened in sort of the first half of the season. The second half overall, there wasn't too much. It was a bit of a grind. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know if you guys agree, but like the second half of the season, I reckon was a bit of a grind. We weren't quite, you know, we we're struggling to, to win games there. I think there was a period of time where we only won one, one game in like six, six weeks or something. And there was even that that sort of right at the end of the season where we had I think it was five consecutive away games and it was just it was a bit rough for us during that time. So these two games come into the top um, the top two matches. Um, sorry, the first half of the season. So the first one we're going to talk about number two and we'll we'll leave number one for last, of course. But it's the two one home win to Adelaide United, which was in round fifteen, which was essentially the midpoint for the season and this this was the most pivotal game and I, in my opinion if we had lost this game and I, this might be exaggerating but we easily could have crumbled and, and, and dropped out of the finals race um for sure this um it was against adelaide united and it was at a time where both us and adelaide like the winner was going to go top the winner was going to go top and you know winning this game would have really extended our lead at the top there so it was a massive chance for Adelaide to sort of knock us off the top there, but it was a great chance for us to extend that lead in the, uh, on the top. And it was such a dramatic game. So just to sort of remind you of, of, of how it all went, we, of course, had um, the two penalties, the two penalties throughout the game. And uh, the first one, Matty Simon, and it was Joe Gauci. Joe Gauci, a former Mariners product, um, was involved with the academy sides here at the Mariners a few years back. And... Uh, you know, he had a great stint there with Adelaide before James Delinov had to come back in. So 
for him to pull off to two penalty saves was amazing. But that first one, that Matty Simon penalty, and then the Oli Bazanic penalty in the second half, and we just thought, what what is going on? Like this is nuts. It's it's it, it was so frustrating, <laughs> and so much so much drama, and that that made for an exciting sort of second half. And uh, you know, the Oli Bazanic goal that was that first one that we scored, and a fantastic goal as well. And you know, we didn't see, you know, Oli was obviously very rarely on the score sheet, scored a couple of penalties, but you know, apart from that, you know, he was sort of more of the playmaker. You know, he he wasn't the one in the spotlight, which which is what one of the great one of Oli's great qualities. He's not the kind of player to sort of hog the spotlight. He wants to set things up for the others. So. Which is, you know, what, what makes him such a great captain and a great leader as well. But fantastic goal. And I think it was with his right foot too, his weaker foot. So long range strike from outside the box. And then late on in the game, it was, oh man, I love this goal so much because it's so, it's so indicative of the Mariners spirit. And it was the goal where Josh Nisbet, the ball, the ball was gone. Like the ball, the ball was going to go out of play for sure. Joshy Nisbet is a different is a different player, is a different kind of player altogether. And that's why he's so exciting to watch. Um, manages to keep it in. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like, oh my gosh, we're in here. Like we just have to tee it up and 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 when we take the lead. And we did. We did exactly that. It was Alu Kual, of course, sprung to the opportunity, was there on the spot to tap it home. But, you know, so much of the plaudit has to go to Joshy Nisbet, who who had the instincts to to reclaim that ball and and set up a chance for his team and the celebration afterwards was great of course always love always love the celebrations when they jump over the the um the advertising boards and, and go celebrate with day 16 because it's um there's a great energy and and base 16 really grew last year it was so great to see so many numbers around base 16 and the yellow army so such a great moment and a, and a great excitement and because it was such a dramatic game moments like that are always so euphoric and it was interesting because you know i looked back at the crowd attendance for that game and i think it was like five thousand, if if even that might have been less and it's in moments like that it feels like four times that you know it's it's the, the just just the anticipation of the stadium the fact that we'd miss those two penalties and you know Joshy Nisbet, Ali Kual, two of these young players to combine and, and score that winner was absolutely amazing. So, um, of course, Alu no longer at the club, security's moved overseas, but, you know, we just have to thank him for some of his electric moments. And uh, without spoiling the first one, this isn't the last time we're going to be talking about Alu Kual. Um, I mean, but it, was, it, it might as well be a good point, good time to sort of touch on some of Alu Kual's sort of moments as well maybe some honorable mentions from throughout the season i do love the goal he scored away to adelaide united of course that uh, crazy 3-2 loss uh, which we will not talk about <laughs> um that goal that alu scored where he against adelaide where he 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 took the shot and it hit the inside of the post and, and went in it was just awesome um and you know, he was such a fantastic player, such, such an exciting player to watch. And, you know, obviously he was just limited to bench and pe- bench appearances, but that's where he was really used most effectively, in my opinion, coming off the bench there for either Simon or Arenian really made an impact in a lot of, in a lot of games throughout the season. Um, and Joshi Nisbet as well, who, you know, spent time playing, you know, on the right-hand side a lot and, you know, did cover in the center of midfield as well. And, you know, as I mentioned, I mentioned it last week's podcast and Joshi Nisbet, it's going to be interesting to see where he plays this season. Cause I, 
I really did like him in that in that on that wide right role. So whether we see him there or you know with Gianni gone now, maybe he'll dro- be dropping back, um, or potentially if we do play with a number ten, I'd love to see Joshy Nisbet in a, in a number ten role. Just give him some freedom. That way you've got sort of the two sort of you know you got the two sort of defensive midfielders sitting behind him to provide that sort of defensive stability that block. Um, a couple of wide players around him and a striker ahead of him, just to give him that that freedom, just to sort of roam around. I, I reckon could be really really dangerous. Um, two, you know, two just exciting players, exciting players. So, time to get on to number one, and hope maybe you would have guessed it by now, but it is Alucolol's brace against Western United at home in round seven. What a game and what a moment. And again, I've, been, I've talked about the atmosphere of the stadium. And again, this was this was right up there with one of the moments of the season in terms of stadium atmosphere. But this was huge because, you know, it was it was back and forth. And, and you know, Western United, you know, were grabbing goals. You know, obviously got their two goals. but um, And we were down 2-1. And on comes Alu. And, you know, we've, we've seen a little bit of him, you know, or in those opening few weeks. Obviously, he scored the, the opening, the goal in the opening game against Newcastle. And this was this was the game for me where Alu really announced himself to the league, you know, week seven in the, in, in the A-League. And, you know, for him to to make an, the impact that he did was incredible. And, you know, that first goal from that corner, his aerial ability is just insane. Both goals scored with his head. But that first goal from the corner... Um, was just awesome because it was sort of came came into the far post and for him to sort of dip it in from that sort of angle and to get it to that far post was really impressive and then the second goal the second goal which was just absolutely magic and probably probably my probably it's not the best goal that we scored for the season but in terms of impact and importance was 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 is probably number one for me and you know it was it's it's the Dan Bowman cross and you know, Alu just getting into the space in between, you know, two of the central defenders there and heading it home perfectly. And it's the commentary that, that from the, you know, if you go back and watch the commentary as well, that, you know, Brenton Speed's great commentaries on it as well. And it's to come back like that, as, as I sort of touched on before, that's a game we would have lost last season, 100%, 100%. But when you have individual players like Alu Kowal, like Josh Nisbet, who were just different, who were just different, who who don't worry, who don't care about who they're playing, who they're facing, their opposition. They go out there and they perform for their team. And Alucoal changed the game for us. You know, without him, you know, obviously with the fact that he scored those two goals without him, it would have been a real struggle. And... Again, we, we just have to be thankful for the, for the fact that we did manage to have him for a couple of seasons here at the Mariners and, um, and you know, we wish him all the best. But so many great memories from, for, for Ali Quill. And after that, after that game, I think he sort of, he almost gained a bit of a cult following. And I remember like a lot of Instagram accounts, seeing a lot of Instagram accounts sort of being created, like commemorating Alu and stuff like Alu, Alu Quill fan pages and all that sort of thing. So um, that's, that's number one for me. That's number one for me. It's Alec Wall's brace against um, against Western United. So, would love to hear what you guys um, what you guys think of those moments, and also your favorite moment for the twenty. I, I keep forgetting to say 2021, 20 It's always tricky. 2020, 21 A League season. Um, let me know in the YouTube comments, or there'll be also be a post on the socials, on Instagram, Facebook, and all that where you can drop your favorite moments for the twenty. 
21 early season. This is a great way to sort of get excited for the upcoming season and hopefully we can create many more exciting moments in this season ahead. So much to go through, so much to talk about. Um, make sure you go and check it as well. It was great to revisit this, but the, on, on the official Mariners YouTube channel, all of the goals um, from last season, which was great to revisit and, and some of those wonderful moments um, that, that, that we got to experience last season. And yeah, hopefully we'll experience many more for the upcoming campaign. But hey guys, thanks so much for checking out this episode of the Coast Watch Football Podcast. This podcast is happening every single week and it's it, you know roughly half an hour episodes. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, the video episodes, full video episodes, um, and of course clips being released on all the social media pages as well. So um, if you want to be part of the Coast Watch, we'd love if you, if you were to subscribe, whether that is on any of those podcast platforms or on YouTube. Um, and keep an eye because there's, there's some really cool content coming out especially on youtube um, we'd love for you guys to be a part of it so thanks so much for your support guys really really do appreciate it the season isn't too far away only a couple months um, we're so excited for it so thanks for checking out the podcast and i'll chat to you guys next tuesday